Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. Dan Panetti here. I've got uh, Aaron Williams, uh, who is our upper school counselor. Uh, welcome to the program, Aaron. Thank you so much. Yes. Happy to be here. And you're new to PCA, so just give me a little... Yeah. Right. Uh, where were you before? What yeah. brought you to PCA? Yeah. Um, so this is my first year here working. My kids had been here for a year. Um, what brought us here was a faith-centered, Christ-founded foundation of learning. And we were at, I was in Plano um, working um, for PISD. I worked at nine campuses. Oh, wow. Um, I worked in special ed doing therapy with kids kindergarten through 12th grade. Okay. And so I was in the special ed department just kind of helping the kids who were having a really rough time. Um, we brought our kids here because we were looking for um, faith-filled education. Mm-hmm. And then I got this job by the grace of God. Amen. Um, so I'm happy so to be here. So glad to have you. Yes, How many happy. kids do you have? Three kids. Ages? All in elementary school, pre-K all- four. Second and third. Amen. So yes. Yeah. Now you and I have something in common. Okay. We have a root in the boot. A root in the boot. We're both Italian. Oh, yes. We sure are. Yes. So we talk with our hands and we're loud. It's really hard for me to sit right now. So yeah. so, so on the audible part of the podcast, right, nobody will get that, right? Yes. But the visual part, they'll be like, oh, yeah, she's Aaron's definitely talking. Italian. Yeah, for sure. No, but um, I asked you a little while ago um, to be on the podcast, and I just said, what's the number one issue that you're seeing mm-hmm. with our students, mm-hmm. right, with our families and just kind of what are the issues that you're dealing with? And you, yeah. you did not hesitate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you very quickly said, anxiety. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about anxiety and let's help our parents understand uh, what kind of issue this is Mm -hmm. and um, what like some practical things that they can do to really help their students with this. And I will will start this with a preface. Um, If you were to ask me about the issue of anxiety 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, as a, as a male, not knowing anything about this particular Uh issue, um, I would not have thought this was a very important thing. I would not have thought very many people struggled with anxiety. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it, it just like, it was not on my radar at all. Yeah. Okay. Now, since coming into working at a school, paying attention more to issues that students are wrestling with and maybe sort of, um, awareness of mental health issues yep. has raised, mm-hmm. right, this. Uh, it seems like now this is on everybody's radar. Yeah. And so... If it's not, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what What would you say from a to our parents, right, about when we talk about anxiety, when you talk about anxiety, when mm-hmm. somebody's sitting in your office, and by the way, we're doing this, uh, for those who are on, on video, we're actually in your office, because yep. I wanted people to get a feel for your office. It's a, a great office. It's a very welcoming place for students to come in and sit down and talk to you. Um, but, but what is it that you want parents to know about the issue of anxiety uh, and why it is a major issue now where maybe 20 mm-hmm. years ago, either I wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention and it was a major mm-hmm. issue or it just really wasn't on everybody's radar yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, I think times have changed. That's cliche, but anxiety has ramped up the prevalence. It's the number one reason people go to therapy now. Um, it's the number one thing we're seeing with kids. Um, it is more adolescents are anxious and depressed than there ever have been in history. So it is definitely top tier. If you talk to any therapist, that's probably 
their number one client that's coming in mm. is is anxious about something or that's where it starts with. Um, and I would say here at PCA, that's what I'm seeing the, the most of, of the students coming in is anxiety. Um, I wrote down like the, de- the definition of anxiety so everybody knows. Um, Clinically, the American Psychological Association defines it as an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes, which is pretty, we all feel that to a certain extent. Sure. And physical changes meaning like eyes dilating, heart palpitating, sweating, um, maybe a stomach ache. And so I think, you know, anxiety exists on a spectrum mm-hmm. everywhere from the anxiety that helps us get stuff done. So like, right. I've got a test. I have a test. I have a, a deadline. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I've got to get this done. And there's this underlying anxiety all the way to the anxiety that keeps us from doing things. So I can't go to school. I can't go to work. I can't function and everything in between. Um, I've been doing a lot of training on anxiety lately. And one of the trainings, this lady said things, something I really like that train anxiety demands certainty I have to know what's going to happen next in comfort I want to be safe and comfortable Um, and I think to a certain um, a certain extent we can control that but we can't control we don't we don't know what's going to happen and so we have to kind of raise up these kids in this world of uncertainty um, and teach them the skills. Um, Every day we come here, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen. From the little bitty things like who am I going to sit with at lunch? Who's going to talk to me? Am I going to have peer issues? Is my boyfriend going to break up with with me? All the way to the big things. You know, we're in a world where we know everything that's happening all the time. And so we kind of have to... um, So so is is that part of the greater awareness is that students are aware of far greater things that are happening because, you know, when I was in high school a long time ago, Mm -hmm. Aaron, um, but I had the same uncertainties of the day-to-day activities, but I definitely didn't have the uncertainties of the global aspects. Um, So is that, is that part of what's leading? I mean, just social media and our kids having access to seeing so many things that are just beyond what what I used to have access to. Does that lead to that? I think it's one of the bigger, I think our bodies and our emotions and our minds weren't meant to take in so much information at one time. So where we were, even when I was in high school, I might've been comparing myself. Yes, I still struggled with that. And I think everyone did to my neighbor, to my girlfriends, but I wasn't comparing myself to... Um, celebrities every day or to people that were um, photoshopped. I, was, I, I just wasn't looking at so many different things. I, right. I didn't know what was happening across the world or out of school in California. I, I didn't know all of that. And now I know everything all the time. Yeah. So we talk about war, school shootings, violence, um, you know, all just all kinds of different sexual assault, all these things that are happening all the time. And I know everything. I, I don't want to you know, maybe I'm fearful now to walk, you know, into school when it's dark, or I'm sometimes I'm scared to go on walks by myself at home. It's because I know these things I didn't know before. I'm comparing myself to people. And I think not just with students, but with parents too. Okay. So I think what we are kind of bogged down, we are like, oh, kids and social media, you know, they shouldn't be on it. And it's, you know, ruining their brains. And, but parents too, I mean, we're doing the same thing. We're sitting in front of this and we're seeing things and it's, you know, uptaking our emotions. I also think this I don't know if this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but in terms of uh, like shows like Netflix, getting on Netflix and watching show after show after show, sure. um, 
I don't think our bodies were, you know, we used to have to like pause it and wait or not pause it, wait until the next week, the next right? Episode, Sorry, right. pausing. Um, and we would have, but now we can just sit down and, and binge all of this. And it's an overload yeah. of information an overload of emotions. And I even find myself like checking in and being like, that was like really heavy. I just watched all those shows that were really heavy. Maybe they were meant to be spaced apart. Maybe we weren't meant to see all of this. And so I think that definitely plays in to the anxiety of kids, yeah. um, social media, and, and with parents, too. Yeah. Now, every study that I've seen is our screen time. Mm-hmm. And screen time mm-hmm. doesn't just mean TV, right. um, you know, iPads, I, you know, cell phone, things like that. Um, all of it together um, is every, every study has said that the, you know, the greater the screen time, the greater the anxiety. Yeah. Just hands yeah. down, period. Yeah. So have you, period. have you seen that as well? Do you talk to students about that? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I read this quote. I'm going to read to you guys. It says, um, this article in The Atlantic, it said, there's not a single exception. All screen activities are linked to less happiness, and all non-screen activities are linked to more happiness. And it's obviously very simple, but it's true. Yeah. What I see with social media is... Um, a little bit of comparison and a lot of knowing where people are. Like, oh, I was supposed to be with this friend group and now they're okay. somewhere. I, I know where they are. Yeah. I know where, uh, my parents said they were going to be here, but they're here. We're like watching each other. So they don't really have the fear of missing out anymore. They actually know they've missed out. Right. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am currently missing I am out. missing out right yeah, now. exactly. Here's where all my friends are. I'm yes, not in there. I'm not there. Right. Or, um, you know, the same thing like – looking at all their friends, oh, they posted this picture of me and I didn't like it. I'm anxious about that. Or this boy's with this girl. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's just, it's, con- or I'm, I'm, I'm in a fight with someone. So I'm going to screenshot this and send it to someone else. And now we're going to get, I mean, it's just social media and screen time is, I, you know, I say get rid of the phones, but you know, I don't think anyone's going to agree with me on that, but it is definitely increasing the anxiety in kids. Yeah. And again, the access to information, you know, just like seeing these horrific videos or of things that are happening all over the world and, and knowing all of that information is really for not as much for some kids, but for a lot of kids, even little ones. I think about, you know, obviously I work in the high school, um, but in the lower school and in the middle school, maybe kids that don't have phones are seeing it. Um, all, we're seeing it on TV all the time too, or maybe people are showing it to them and it's just it's all around us all the time. Yeah. So now do you see a difference in, uh, I'll ask this kind of in a way that like makes sense to me. <laughs> sure. In boys and girls being able to handle and um, deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I, I, boys and girls, I think both have stressors, both have anxiety, but do you notice a difference between the genders and being able to handle and deal with things? Or is this pretty much across the board mm-hmm. that, doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, yeah. you're struggling with it and you really don't have the tools to be able to process this. I think they're both struggling with it. Okay. I think the subject matter is different and I don't know that that necessarily matters, but I think girls are more have peer related anxiety. Okay. And I'm talking a lot about what I see here. Yeah. Um I think girls are more peer related. I think I see a lot more boys um, being like stressed about school and athletics mm-hmm. and kind of like, based. yeah, more, yeah, exactly. More performance based and less like relational. Um, I think girls ruminate a little bit more, um, on it. And, um, and by that you mean they have these thoughts that just, just throughout of, the day, it just, just, we're going to continue to think about it. We're going to okay. kind of go down a black hole and we're not going to be able to get out of it. I find that the boys that come in here and kind of let it out, 
um, do really well. I'm just going to kind of like deal with it and move on. I think we see that in a lot of emotions in boys. Like, hey, I'm just going to, if we can get the boys there to yeah. talk about it, yeah. they can kind of deal with it and move on. And girls kind of sit in it a little bit more. Um, but I think they're all dealing with it. And I think, um, you know, I've seen a lot of boys come in here like that are student athletes and they just um, kind of want to throw their hands up a little bit. Like I'm just, I just, I'm going to quit football or baseball or basketball, or I'm just, I can't do it. And then we kind of talk about it and they can work through it. And girls just want to, they don't really have a lot of solutions, but they want to talk about it a lot, which is just their verbal processing. I think all kids need some more, maybe um, solid coping skills. Um, I think I will say what I've seen and what you'll see out there at other schools, but the way kids are coping is, um, they are drinking, vaping, they are being promiscuous, they're, you know, um, having tough relationships with their parents, doing dangerous things. They're all coping, and, and that's not all kids, but I think it gets to a point when kids aren't able to come in here or, or go to a therapist or have a safe place. They are dealing with it in other ways, too, which aren't all that different than what's happening, you know, in other schools. Yeah. Bad coping skills. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's weighty. Heavy. That's yeah. yeah. And, and you deal with this every day, every day, constantly. So mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. parents, we need to be praying for Mrs. Williams. Yes, I please, do. please do. Um, uh, let's, let's talk to the parents. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about in preparation for this was, mm-hmm. um, that if you've got a, a young person who's wrestling with anxiety, dealing with anxiety, um, a lot of the times you're seeing this in the home as well. What 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 is that yeah. that you want parents to know about um, from that particular perspective? Yeah. That if if you're seeing this in young people, you're probably seeing it in parents as well. Yeah. So when I was telling you maybe kids are coping by doing all these things, my question would be, you know, as a parent, how are you coping? Okay. Right. So um, are you? having a bad day and picking up a glass of wine? Are you having a bad day and letting it out on the family because you've had a bad day at work and you're anxious? And so I, and let me just tell you, I am saying this, I'm preaching to the choir. My husband's probably laughing at home. Like, oh, Aaron's talking about anxiety and I have anxiety and I've been, I'm self-aware enough to know like the things I need to do, but mm-hmm. like I might have a bad day and be anxious and go home and, and let it out. Like I, I say to my kids, if you don't let it out, out in healthy ways, you're going to let it out sideways. Okay. And so we have to have these healthy coping oh, that's skills. that's good. I like that. Yeah. From little <laughs> bitties, they get it in kindergarten all the way up to people my age. You know, like you have to be able to let it out. So instead of being anxious at work and going home and yelling at my kids because they're not picking up, maybe I can like call a friend or like go for a walk or sure. do something. Yeah. Um, in terms of – you know, where anxiety is coming from. Anxiety, like, has a lot to do, you know, temperament has something to do with it with kids. Um, Obviously, this nature versus nurture. And the big thing that we talked about was that anxiety is learned. Um, Mm. I was doing a little bit of research and saw this twin study, and they were saying that there's not really a genetic component. There is sometimes, like, a high-strung temperament, but anxiety is a learned behavior. And so if we're talking about littles in the house – you know, if the parents are anxious, the kids might not be anxious yet, but they are in an anxious environment. So they become anxious by proxy. Um, and then as they get older and they're seeing their parents either deal with their anxiety, um, everyone has it, like we said before, but how are we coping with it? Are we letting it overtake our lives? Are we projecting that anxiety on our kids? Um, the pressures, the expectations, all of that, or are we dealing with it in a healthy way? Um, by either saying like, hey, listen, I'm struggling with this too and this is what I do or are we letting it take over for us too? And then 
watching our kids grow up that same way. Yeah. So I think. So, so what are some of the positives, negatives that we can teach our mm-hmm. parents and our yep. students on how to deal with anxiety? Yeah. Obviously, you've mentioned a couple already. Some mm-hmm. of the coping mechanisms of just masking anxiety right. and then acting out in something inappropriate or whatever not not healthy not healthy common not healthy unfortunately way too common and again i think for parents and and teens another thing is avoiding things that make you anxious i think that makes sense to parents well my kid's anxious about going to the doctor so i just want to take him to the doctor my kid's anxious about going to school so i just want to take him to school or i won't go to that park or i won't okay so trisha and i used to have the thing where um she would normally take the kids to the doctor unless it was the day for shots. And then it was, and then it was my day to take the kids mm-hmm. to the doctor. And the kids picked up on it pretty quickly. If dad yeah. was taking it to, to the doctor, <laughs> you were going to get shots. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah. Right. And it was always kind of the, uh, are we going to get shots? And I'm, I'm like the, you know, listen, yes. here's the deal. You know, I'm just shooting straight with my kids. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And they, in the car on the way to the doctor, yelling and screaming and crying because we're going on the way to get shots. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that really doesn't help. Uh, yeah. You're still going to get a shot. Yeah, still going to happen. <laughs> it's, right, but it's it's funny how you kind of learn those things. Well, I think as you know, as parents, Chris does. My husband does all new things. Like if it's the first day, if first day or a new thing or a doctor's appointment, I'm like, you're in charge because. I, I have anxiety and I think I have a pretty good handle on it, but I think I, it sneaks out yeah. and even though I'm not feeling it, it's like, I know somehow they're feeling it too. They, they say, you know, They'll pick up on it. Yeah. And I yeah. think even, um, I was talking to someone today about it and we were talking about different types of family issues, divorce, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. addiction, anxiety. And we're like, even pets can pick up on different vibrations in the home. So if you think your kids aren't picking up on what's going on, they're picking up on it. They might not be able to name it, but they're picking up on it. Gotcha. But um, some of the things we can do. So some of the negative things I think I've seen that parents are doing that aren't helpful are this parent pressure for succeeding um, in whatever it looks like. And that could come from a number of things, either um, – I think some comparison of like what we want our kids to be like versus what other kids are. Mm-hmm. Oh, so-and-so is going to this school or are getting these grades or taking these classes. So I want you to as well, or this is what I didn't do when I was a kid. So I want yep. you to do it. Yep. And those are pretty classic or even, examples. Even the sibling comparison. Oh, for sure. Right? Why aren't you more like your brother? Oh my gosh. Why aren't you yes. more like your sister? Yeah. And in reality, we really have to like, I mean, these all are just individual kids that have, different dreams and Mm -hmm. different goals than we, and it is, and it can be hard, but that parent, I see a lot of kids come in here that say, you know, my mom or my dad really wants this for me, or they really get upset when I don't do this or that. And, and it might or might not be in line with what they want, or like, I have to get straight A's. And, you know, I think there are, we do need to teach our kids to work hard and to do their best, but there are these like, just really stringent pressures mm-hmm. that, that get to these kids. Cause, and they might act that, like they care when they're at home, like, you know, whatever. They might blow it off, but it, it they take it in and it matters. So mm-hmm. those things can really weigh on them. Um, again, I don't avoid the places that you, that, you know, if school's a place where they feel anxiety, like we can't avoid those things. We have to help teach them to sit in that discomfort of those bad feelings right. and figure out how to keep moving forward because they're just going to keep avoiding things they're anxious about instead of learning the skills to keep going for scared to get up in front of people and talk, avoiding it forever is going to help you through that. Um, I think not setting limits and boundaries to keep your kids healthy and that's goes into a positive thing too. But your whole job as a parent is to keep your kids safe, their mind, their body, their soul. So how do we do that? Does okay. that mean like setting limits on social media, setting limits on how much time they're spending um, doing sports, 
that might be unpopular also, but, um, but just keep like, you're in charge of that. You know, I think sometimes we let our kids choose all these things. It's like, actually we're in charge of, of how they live their lives. So how many family dinners we have. And so I think we really have to, what is healthy for my kid? What's healthy for their mind, their body, their soul. And then I think the number one thing, like we talked about, because anxiety is learned, we have to deal with it as parents. Like, we're going to have it, so do we need to be in therapy? Do we need to come up with different coping skills? Um, we have to model the behavior, and it's it, it's biblical, too, like this generational sin. You know, it's like if that's overtaking, you know, I'm not talking about the anxiety that's healthy, but if that's overtaking our lives, you know, we can continue if we give it to our kids and they give it to their kids, but we can put a stop to it, but we have to, we have to deal with it. You know, if that means. I think, I think one of the interesting things is I've, as I've paid more attention to anxiety as an issue um, is to realize we're talking about, you know, mental health, emotions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of the life of the mind. Right. Um, But also the importance of how the body plays into the mind. Um, You know, Paul wrote in first Thessalonians five 23, how we're body, we're soul and we're spirit. Mm -hmm. And so all three of those are super important. But to realize that some of the big emotional triggers are actually being tired mm. and caffeine. Mm. And I watch our kids, right, <laughs> who are drinking three Celsius, Celsius on a day, yeah. right, which is like giving you nine cups of coffee. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder why you're a little high strung. And yeah. and that's I, I think that's an important thing from a parent standpoint, though, as well, is what time are your kids going to bed? Oh, for sure. You yeah. Know? And, and knowing that a lot of kids stay up till one or two o'clock in the morning and you're like, well, yeah. you know, they've got so much to do. And it's like, do they have too much to do? Yeah. Right? Oh gosh. Yeah, that is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're 14 years old and you're living off of Celsius already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're not sponsored by Celsius. By yeah. The way, no, we're not. Case, we're right? actually um, the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, th- those things, I, I think from a parenting standpoint, right, you've got to help your young person. Yeah figure out like, Hey, if, if you're 14 and 15 and you're already struggling with this and you're wrestling with this and you don't sleep well and you're anxious, right? I mean, you've got to ask those questions. How can, how can we help you do that? And you know, what do we need to cut out so that we can spend more time and have some downtime? Right. And I think that the Sabbath day of rest Mm -hmm. is something that, uh, you know, again, for whatever reason, maybe sports, right. For a lot of our families, but has kind of gone away that our kids really don't have downtime and restful time they don't have you know unstressed time yeah that that, you know you're seeing in the home they're bringing it into the school and it just yeah and like for me it's it's what's the end goal here one of the a quote that i quote my husband a lot because i think he's he's a far better therapist than i will ever be i think um and he says like we're not trying to raise really cool high school kids yeah you know which i think some people get so honed in to the short-term goal and it's this athlete in high school or the, whatever it is about this time. And like, man, that's such a short, we do, this is our time with them. And it, it yep. is so short. And yep. we want to raise great citizens of this world and that love Jesus and that are good people and are confident. And it's not about being a really cool high school kid. You know, I can't tell you the last time someone asked me like, what my grade point average was in high school. I can't even remember the last time someone asked me where I went to college, maybe like what i got my degree in, but people, it doesn't matter after a certain amount of time. And so I think it's like, what is our end goal? What does that success look like? And what kind of pressure are we putting on our kids to do all of these things as teenagers? Being a teenager is really hard. Like I sit with these kids and I tell them that every day. I'm like, I see that this is really hard. And I think some people just think, oh, it's just your life is so easy and you just go to school. And it really is tough. Um, I tell another story about, I went to an adolescent symposium I don't know if I've told you this, but 
um, the keynote speaker was talking about teenage breakups, and she was she her entire practice revolved around teenage breakups mm. because of they are so real and the emotions are so big and the way the brain is wired. And so the things that what I'm trying to get at is the things that these kids are feeling are real and they're big and they matter. And um, we really have to come alongside them and coach them and and let them know like this is this is real. Your anxiety is real. These feelings are real. And we're here to coach you through it and to keep you, like I said, we're in charge of your mind and your body and your soul and to keep that all healthy. And that kind of goes into the positive stuff. Um, like one of the things I put at the top of the list was to simplify life. Like we've got to stop looking around and, you know, putting busyness like on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah. We're so busy. You know, we're not even home to eat dinner. We're not, you yeah. know, it's like. I just read a book called Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. Yeah. Same thing. Right. I mean, there's there's the uh, ruthless this elimination, elimination of, of hurry. Great book. John right. Mark Same Kummer. thing. Yeah. Just, right. Like you, you've got to have time in your calendar yeah right i mean if we wrote down everything that we did in our calendar literally yeah right and kind of programmed it out there's there's not enough time in the day to do the things that we're yeah. expected to do yeah. right and then we don't get it all done and so we get anxious about it and it rolls over to the next day and it just goes on and on and mm -hmm. on and i think that's our, our kids pick up on that and they have that same mentality and how they yeah. go through that so you have to right find and time you're teaching them how they're going to raise their families yep. right so what yep. was important to us when we were growing up and what's what's important to us as they're growing up is what's going to be important to them right yeah. and giving them that downtime and also their bodies and they're like we were talking about all this nervous system and we weren't meant to handle it all well they have to they need downtime i mean not to reset i've heard these kids that are like you were saying we're doing this, we're doing this, I'm drinking a Celsius, I'm having a cup of coffee, I'm going to bed, I'm waking up, I'm doing it all over again. Yeah. One of the questions I ask all my students when they come in here is, tell me one fun thing you did today mm. or one fun thing you did yesterday. Because your job is to be a kid, which means going to school, it means having fun. And they're like, um, and sometimes they can't, and I don't mean something big, but like, right, did right. you watch a, a show you like? Did you have some ice cream with a friend? Did you call a friend? Did you, I don't know, FaceTime a friend? Did you, I don't know, what, just anything that was that you deem as being fun and they yeah. can't remember the last time maybe they did something that was fun. So I think we have to like bring that back. And again, I think that's a parent thing. Are we having fun? Are we always anxious and stressed? Are we... Good, you know, good questions. So I think I think a strong biblical foundation and yeah. limits on social media. I think that's huge. Um, I think, you know, our God isn't a God of anxiety, and He's that's, a God of certainty. We could make T-shirts on that. We should. Right. Our God is not a God no, of anxiety. It's like we know <laughs> He's in control. He's in, yeah. He's and, not and, worried at all. And if we think about, you know, we plan our ways, but God knows our step. You know, yeah. we have all these plans for our kids, and I just want to say, like, the plan God has for your kids, you cannot thwart that. Like you, there's nothing you can do that's going to like, you know, change God. God, if your kid's supposed to do this or that or go to this school, they're going to go there no matter, they might have to take the long way for some reason, but you know, God's plans are God's plans. And yeah. that's also where like, we have to think about where does faith come in? Mm -hmm. You know, we're so anxious over all these things we can't control. And where's like, where's our foundation, which is yeah. this biblical foundation of we have faith. You know that God's going to do. Well, one of the things good. that you said that was interesting, as far as a coping mechanism, right, was talking to a friend, mm. right? To, mm -hmm. to kind of like you've got to let it come out. Yeah. So the concept of prayer, for sure. Right. I mean, do we do we take these things to God? Because when Paul's writing about being anxious, he says, yeah. you know, don't be anxious, right? But pray about everything. Everything. And just yeah. that reminder of God's there to listen, and God wants to know what you're anxious mm -hmm. about, and what you're stressed about, and what your problems are. 
but I think the, the problem with prayer is that it's a two-way street, that if we're going to communicate to God, he wants to communicate back to us. Yeah. And part of that communication back to us is to help us with our priorities and our per- perspective, yeah. right? To just say, hey, Dan, <laughs> I know you're worried about this, yeah. but one of the reasons you're worried about this is because, right, your perspective on it is actually incorrect, yeah. right? You think this is important when in reality it's it's yeah. not. It's it's less important than you think, right? This particular job promotion or this particular issue over here or did my, you know, my kid get this particular yeah. grade? It's like, Dan, right? Is this about your son or daughter performing well, right, to the level of their ability? Or is this about you as a parent wanting to get the, you know, oh, hey, look gosh. at my kid. They're an all-A student. It's like. Is that about yeah. him or is it about you? Yeah. So I think those are important perspective. things. Perspective. And I mean, is I super think important. it's about, yeah, the parent's perspective. I mean, I am the first to be like, my kids have some projects in pre-K for uh-huh. second and third grade, and I'm anxious about it. And so I also, I mean, I'm not immune to this as, you know, as any parent. And so, like, I have to kind of refocus. And I need, I, have, I need people in my life to do it for me. Yeah. I need good friends. I need my husband. I need to, you know, you were saying, like, getting it out as a, talking to God or talking to a friend. There's a lot of research about, I'm sure people have, there's a book called um, The Body Keeps the Score. It's about trauma, but anything like anxiety, depression, all these feelings do get stored in the body. And mm-hmm. I tell kids like, like you can get a stomach ache. A lot of kids get stomach aches, headaches, um, all these psychosomatic symptoms. And there's just letting it out, literally just talking about it, praying about it, writing about it can alleviate a lot of that pain because it does get actually stored up in your totally. body. Yep. And then I'll go back to say, as a parent, what are you doing? Because if you're not doing that, then your kids aren't going to do it. Yeah. If you're not letting it out, if you're not praying about it, if you're not modeling those behaviors, then they're certainly not going to do it. Yep. Um, so I think all of those positive things, I think right now we're kids are just confused spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I think that plus being like influenced by social media can kind of bring on this destructive thinking. And I think that's where it's like we have to be the parent to have that foundation and those rules and regulations around social media are just what they're involved in. Um, They need that downtime at home. They need that parent interaction. Um, And so I think those are all things we can do as parents. I mean, there's – I can knock off some other things like – we need to help them tolerate and normalize discomfort. I think Mm -hmm. we try to save our kids from a lot of things. Um, I said, learn by doing, failing, and succeeding. We talked about that. Handling the uncertainty of life, this just thought of resiliency, like life is uncertain. Um, Being more flexible. I think, I mean, I'm like the poster child for being inflexible. I used to be. And now, like, I've learned, again, you can't control everything. Where's your margin for life if you're, if things are just as they should be? And then we talked about this problem solving versus ruminating. If you're just ruminating about problems or ruminating about what could happen, sit down with someone and problem solve, work through it, talk through that. And then, again, the healthy families um, by being spending time together, having positive communication, and then just showing affection and appreciation for each other. Just coming, like, our, you know, I think it was Mother Teresa that said, how do you change the world? It's like, go home and love your family. Yeah. And so, like, that's kind of where it all starts. Yeah. So two last questions. Yes. Um, <clears throat> resources, if I mm-hmm. want to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, – when, when do I know that this is a bigger problem than just a conversation with my son or daughter, yeah. but I need to seek professional help? 
Yeah, so there's a million resources. There's a million books you could read. Um, for parents, I think one of the best books I've read is Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Mm-hmm. Great book. Um, I don't know if it's, thinking back, I don't know if it's more geared towards women. It might be. but um, I read it. Oh, you read it. Okay, great. Daughter's great. Great. Um, so I think it's great. A lot of practical things in there. Um, obviously, it's biblically based. Yeah. Lots of books out there about um, teens, if you have a teen struggling with anxiety. Um, I The training I just went through, was with a lady named Lynn Lyons, and she has a podcast. And you can just look that up, Lynn Lyons. Um, And so she gives a lot of really good stories and examples. Her whole um, practice is kids with anxiety. So she deals with it all day, every day. Um, So that's great. I think think biblically, I think you just got to be in the Bible too. I just think we have to learn to live counterculturally. And I think all the verses that we've talked about, one of my favorites is about taking your thoughts captive. And in um, a different version, it says we capture like prisoners of war, every Mm. thought. And so I think sometimes these are hard concepts for teenagers to understand. But again, like if we're doing that and we're learning how to do it and using these biblical concepts in our lives, we can teach them. Um, And so I think we got to be, we got to get rid of the busyness. We got to get rid of the, you know, of striving for more, praising this version of succeeding and really get back down to the basics. Um, and then in terms of like what it looks like in, for getting help, if you're at PCA and your kid's just struggling with daily anxiety, all of our counselors are great. Mm-hmm. I You can always come to me. Um, I think where it gets um, clinical, where you might need help, is when you're unable to come to school, when it's intruding on your daily functioning. Okay. Like, I can't get out of bed. Um, I can't go to school. I'm so anxious. I can't even get into the car. I can't think about school or whatever it is. I'm just using school as an example. So when it's impeding on your daily functioning is when it's time for for, for professional help. Okay. And I can also help with those resources. Very good. Yeah. Aaron, I'm glad you're here. Um, yeah, all of our counselors, right? Upper school, middle yeah. school, lower school. We have counselors at every level. Um, North Campus uh, with, you know, Mrs. Dysart up yeah. there. Um, so there are people to talk yes. to and you guys yes. are here and doing a fantastic job. Yes. Um, so thank you for that. Yes. Um, thank you for caring about our kids and thank you for caring about our families. Um, because some of the things that you said um, may not have been well received and hard, sure. right? Kind of stepped on some toes. Um, but the reality is, is like this, these are home issues, right? We're partnering with parents yes. um, and parents. We want the home environment to be um, a safe, secure, stable environment so that our kids can be successful. Mm-hmm. And as your husband said, I, I, I yeah. love it. Great counselor. Yeah. Right. We're not trying to raise successful high school kids. We're right. trying to raise godly men and women. They're going to be successful in the world. And, right. and can I tell you, there's a lot of uncertainty um, and a lot of um, just difficulties in the world. And so this is training ground for that. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to try to do this as well as we can and yeah. uh, prepare them for the uncertainties of the world. Um, but at the end of the day, right, our hope and our strength Right comes from trusting yeah. in God, yeah. not from getting the grades or having the relationship with you know the boyfriend or whatever it is. Right, right? those things. Right, we're gonna we're gonna place as a right? opportunities to learn. Right? right, we'll have some failures along the way, um, but we're gonna be successful as we go through because we're gonna trust God yeah. to be our ultimate provider and protector. Absolutely, and we're in this together. And I love yeah. the kids, and you can't work with kids without working with adults. So, like, I work with these kids every day, but like, my passion is for the family system because it's all in there. And so, I'm thankful to be here, and just I'm here if anyone needs anything. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Thanks for the yeah, time. Absolutely.
Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.